So 201 of Shanlin on Batman, I am your host, Justin Shanlin, and we have Guy Gardner himself, Kyle Davis. That's Mr. Incredible to you? Okay, okay. So it's been like a month since we've recorded. Like I've been I've, I've been out of town, you know, for a couple weeks and making life-changing decisions, you know, about my future and where that's going to lead me. So been, been yeah, taking... Justin, I can't believe you're out here making these important life-changing decisions when you could be talking to me about comic book stuff instead. I know. Isn't what it the crazy? heck, man? So, so I haven't made it official yet. And like, this is an ever fluid situation, obviously, but there is a strong possibility of like 99.35% chance of me moving back to Michigan, leaving education as a whole. So that's probably going to be the next move for me. So that's why I was like gone. Like, it's gone for a little bit, you know, trying to make sure that if when I leave education, I come out with like, you know, a job that pays equal or more <laughs> money. So, I mean, it's not hard to find a job that pays equal or more money, you know, as a teacher, but just making sure that, you know, like I have a plan going forward. So that is why we have been gone um, or I've been gone. I don't know what Kyle does on any given basis. So other than read books about, you know. Don't historical figure don't worry i don't even know what i do on a day-to-day basis i just kind of like regain consciousness every once in a while and i'm like what? so you basically kyle said that he needs to re-tap himself into the matrix that must be where i go i must i must be neo so but yeah that's what that like i know it's been you know we've been been away for a couple weeks and there's some major casting news that happened over that time period they finally cast superman for super james gunn's superman legacy Tons of things to talk about, um, and we're going to talk about, you know, the writer strike and the actor strike and our kind of like thoughts on, you know, are these films, you know, because they're already starting to push films back. So, mm-hmm. um, so tons of things to talk about. Blue Beetles coming out in a couple weeks. No one's going to go see that movie. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Which is a shame because I honestly, I like Blue Beetle as a character. Mm-hmm. And I want this movie to be good, but it's just like... I mean, it could be good, but who's going to go see it? Uh, at this rate, nobody. <laughs> like, So I was looking back the last episode we did where we reviewed the, the Flash. And I have had like many opportunities to like purchase it like digitally so I can stream it. No. <laughs> no, I don't need that one for the collection. Like, I'll probably at some point pick it up when it's like, you know, $10.99 or something. So, um... But yeah, so episode 201, so tons and tons of things to talk about. And I want to start with Kyle. Um, Kyle, so they finally casted uh, Superman. They finally casted Kal-El, Clark Kent. David Corn Sweat is going to be our new Superman uh, in the DCU going forward. And, and then... <laughs> Why? Why are you? Why do you sound so deflated? I'm not deflated. It's just uh, 
been a long time coming that this this type of news is uh, what's going to be abound about to hit us. And um, then Ray, uh, let me just get one more thing. And then Richard Brosnahan um, is going to be Lois Lane. So just definitely get. I'm I'm curious. Like yes, it's been kind of a, a long time coming. We're finally going to get Superman on the big screen again. Maybe. Um, you know, with the actor strike and everything and the white writer strike, you'll be curious to see if this film actually comes to fruition. So definitely want to get your thoughts on, you know, these two actors being cast as in these iconic roles. Right. So it's a little tricky because I'm not actually familiar with their bodies of work. Like I've never actually seen them in a, a movie or TV show or anything like that. Uh, I know David was in Pearl like a year ago or so, which is a semi-high-profile like horror movie, but I've, I haven't seen it. Uh, so I can't really judge my feelings off of like their acting because they're kind of unknowns to me. But that, that honestly excites me a little bit. I, I like the idea of getting some lesser-known people into the, these roles and have them build their legacy with the new interpretations of the characters. So that's cool. I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, as far as how like they look, I, I do think they both look the part, like they both look like the characters. So I'm, I'm not too worried. Plus uh, they're going to have James Gunn directing them in the role. So I, I don't really see how this could go wrong. <laughs> I need to be I need to be cautious because I've said that before and it's gone wrong. So, uh, Black Adam, Shazam two, <laughs> um, The Flash. I I don't see how it could go wrong. <laughs> no, um, I, I I honestly don't think we're gonna get anything. You you're not I, I think it'll be work. fine. <laughs> Would you say? I don't think we're gonna get anything like Black Adam or Shazam. So, um. So, so David Cornsweet, I've seen, I've seen both these actors actually, and I didn't know that I saw Rachel Brosnahan. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I didn't realize that I had seen her in one of my favorite films called Patriots Day. She plays um, a character. Um, it's a very small part, but she's really good in it. Um, she gets blown up in the movie, and she's not like the main character. She's just kind of like What's one of the tertiary. Mark Wahlberg. Yes. We'll be okay. So I don't know if you've seen that, but she's really good in that. And I hear she's really good in the fabulous Mrs. Maisel. I haven't seen that. I hear it's a wonderful, but I just, it's like, you know, like it's just hard to, you know, I'm in the, I'm living, literally living out of boxes in my apartment right now as I can't move. So, um, so, but I'm, then I've seen David Cornsweet and I didn't realize I had seen David Cornsweet before because he was in the John Bernthal HBO um, limited series, We Own the City, about like corrupt cops. Oh. So, so I don't know if you've seen that either, but like, it's weird because like, because I'm, I remember seeing both of these characters like, oh, you know, they're really good and. Like when when they were cast as you know Superman and Lois Lane, I was like, I don't think I've seen any. I don't think I've seen anything that they've been in. You know, I mean, obviously when Amy Adams was cast as Lois Lane, I was like, oh, you know, I've seen Amy Adams in a number of things before. You know, um, I'm trying to think if I saw I, I and I saw Henry Cavill because I think he was in 
uh, the James Caviezel Count of Monte Cristo movie. So like, but like completely unfamiliar with their work. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, okay. Like I definitely, definitely have seen, you know, their work before. So I'm interested, like everyone said that uh, Rachel Brosnahan, her audition was the best of all the auditions. And like, I was kind of like, I thought it was going to go to someone else because another person was, because apparently she didn't, from what I've seen and read, you know, this is, this news is a month old. So like, like obviously this, I'm sure this news, but apparently Corn Sweat and actually did a chemistry test with someone else. I can't remember because there's a number of people that was, that were up for when they did the screen test, but I just remember someone else is being asked back like on a Sunday and that person, like, I was like, oh, well, if she's being asked back on a Sunday to do a chemistry test with Corn Sweat, you know, like, that person's going to get it. And then when I saw that that Brosnahan, you know, was cast, I was like, oh, okay. But, like, I knew I knew David, I knew David Corn Sweat would, you know, I knew that he would be, I didn't think Nicholas Holt was going to get it. And thankfully, you know, like, I know there's a, a faction of people like, oh, you know, he was really good in Beast. I didn't really care for him as Beast. Oh, and he's really good in Tolkien. I was like, I didn't really care for him in Tolkien. Oh, he's really good in, you know, Jack the Giant Slayer. I was like, I didn't really care for him in that either. So, and they're like, they're like, oh, he'd be really right. good in Superman. I was like, maybe like a Tim Burton version of a Superman. You know, you know, like, but I just like, so getting, so I knew David Corns would probably be, you know, the safe bet. So I'm excited for both of them. I, my question to you is: Do you want do you want Corn Sweat to just go and look like like beef himself up like Henry Cavill did in Man of Steel and BBS, or is that necessary for you? I'm not too concerned about the physicality of whoever's playing Superman. Um, I, I know I know people like their superheroes to be super big and muscly, but it's never been like a big deal to me if they're a little scrawnier or, or whatnot. Like mm-hmm. as long as they look good in a suit, that's that's all that really matters. That a lot of that's more of the design of the suit rather than the the actor's body for me personally. Like my thing is like I just want Corn Sweat to look bigger than Brandon Routh did in Superman Superman Returns. Like he's a man he's the man of steel. He's impervious to everything but, you know, kryptonite. But I still think, you know, like you should like, and I, th- that's not a, a, a knock against Brandon Routh. I just, I want, you know, like I think, I think, like if Corn Sweat was able to get, you know, the size of Christian Bale was in Batman Begins, you know, like he doesn't need to go like full on, just like completely just ripped, you know, like Henry Cavill was in, in Man of Steel it's and BBS. Say that because I remember people giving Christian Bale shit for being all their Batman. I mean, well, to, at least compared to Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like I think, I think that was like the appropriate size, and I hope that's what he does. Like, I don't like, I don't want him to come in looking like Spider Man. But then again, like he is the Man of Steel, he is impervious to a bunch of stuff. So, but the, that's just my personal preference. And like, I'm really hoping that Brosnahan brings something different to the role than Kate Bosworth. Or Amy Adams did. They're both of them were okay. Like they weren't my favorite. And like to me, there hasn't been a definitive version of Lois Lane on you know the silver screen. Like I like 
Margot Kidder, like, was okay, you know, you know, Kate Bosworth was okay. Amy Adams was probably the best of them, but to me, she never had that Lois Lane look or feel to me. Yeah. You know, especially when she's apparently pregnant by Bruce Wayne and Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, <laughs> remember? Remember? I, I, I remember hearing about that. I'm just, I'm just I, glad that, uh, that never I, uh, really came out. Remember when Zack Snyder's Justice League? I remember. Yeah, I just I had a bunch of member berries before uh before I started recording. So um yeah, I'm I am i am glad this part of the casting process is over with and then we can because th- those are the two big names and the next one has to be I mean they've casted other characters and we'll talk about that. The next big casting has to be for um Lex Luthor. Yeah. And I hear that Brainiac's in the film as well. And after seeing Oppenheimer, I know Kyle hasn't seen it yet. He refuses to go. He's boycotting because he is a member of SAG and doesn't believe that anyone should go see the movies as they are on strike. Um, this is all hearsay. Um, but seeing Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer... And I've I've said this before. I think he would be the perfect Lex Luthor. Robert Downey Jr. as Lex Luthor. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I've not, I've not seen Oppenheimer, so I can't really find the correlation there. I'm just trying to imagine it, and it, it's not computing in my head. See Oppenheimer, it will compute in your head. I mean, you, like, you've been spot on of previous casting choices, so like I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt there. What'd you say? I've been what? You've been spot on with casting uh, choices before. Like, I know there's some rumors that, you know, like, Nicholas Holt was going to be up for Lex Luthor. And again, like, somebody's like, I can see him doing that. I can see him being bald. It's, you, like, when it comes to, you're getting two kind of unknown characters or unknown actors play these iconic characters, you need a huge name for for Lex Luthor, right? Like Johnny Depp would be good too, I think. Like Johnny Depp would be interesting. Like you need to get some butts in seats. You need to get, you know, like, you know, when they when they cast, you know, the Joker, they got Jack Nicholson. You know, when they cast, you know, Jor-El back for the 77 or 78 film, Superman the movie. They got Marlon Brando. You're you need to get a name in this, you know, in this character. And I don't think people was like, what about Dave Batista? I'm just like, uh, Dave Batista for Lex Luthor? No, 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 no. I know he's really good in uh Army of the Dead, but I just like I said, like Robert Downey Jr., he can play that evil mad scientist, he can get people in seats. He's a wonderful actor. You know, those are just my thoughts. I don't know. Like, if you were going to cast anyone for Lex Luthor for Superman Legacy, um, who are you putting in there? Oh, man. Um, I have honestly not put a lot of thought into casting decision like this, but... Uh, I'm kind of conflicted because, like, I'm thinking of what you're saying about the idea of, you know, you need to get a big name, someone like really high profile in the role, which I, I see could make sense. 
But at the same time, I'm wondering if it would be more beneficial just to, to not do that and keep the budget lower. That, that's been like a big thing recently that I've been watching is how a lot of these really high budget movies are just flopping astronomically. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you know, maybe it would actually be more beneficial just to kind of keep the scale small. But I don't know. Like, I, can, I definitely see your point and everything, but, like, for me, like, you can – there's other ways to cost cut, you know, like, like keeping the budget closer to, like, 175, 180 instead of 250, 300 million dollars. There's a way to do that and still get your name character. Just You just trim some of the script down and do – and you're not having a big super – you know, like, look at, look at the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight – was will they do what they film Dark Knight for? hundred and you know fifty million dollars. And like it feels like every cent, every penny, you know, that was spent like went to the screen. The Dark Knight Rise is the same, you know. Yeah. It just all it's all about how you're how you're budgeting and like what your effects are gonna be. So I don't know, like those are my thoughts on it. I, I do think having a big name is important. Like cause you're trying to get people to Think about this new DCU going forward, right? You're trying to get people to be interested in these characters. Look how much money the Flash did. Like the Flash, the Flash basically was a huge box office bomb. It was a huge flop. So you need to kind of make a splash. You need to, you know, put a you know palate cleanser on there. And getting a big name like Johnny Depp or Robert Downey Jr., you know, like those would be, you know, those would be good enough to, you know, to kind of bring those butts into seats. Uh, those are just my thoughts. So you're saying we shouldn't get Ezra Miller for Brainiac? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Here they are moving on. <laughs> um, the, the other character, the, I'm not other character, but the other actor that I would like to see if Robert Downey Jr. doesn't get it. Did you see uh, John Wick 4? I have not seen 3 or 4. Um, do yourself a favor. Since it's not Oppenheimer. And it's a John Wick movie. And I have never been disappointed by John Wick, so I will I will consider this. <laughs> so, Bill Skarsgård plays the big villain in the movie, where he's like he basically is playing like a version of Lex Luthor. Look, look, I don't even have to see the movie. I'm already sold on the idea of having Bill Skarsgård in Superman. Watch John Wick Four. <laughs> okay, and when you're done watching it. Because he shows up in the first like ten or fifteen minutes, and he's literally like doing like a Lex Luthor type of a thing, where he's like, basically he's putting out the big, you know, we need to get you know John Wick. He's like the guy. He's like the ring leader of like all of it, you know. So, and he plays it big. He plays it very menacing. He plays it very like debutante, like a Lex Luthor. Like Lex Luthor comes from money. Yeah. The way that Bill Skarsgård plays, um, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. I know it's, I know it's Vincent something. I'm sorry. 
Marquise, hold on. I'm kind of going on. A, I'm kind of we have John Wick four. So I can't believe you haven't seen John Wick four. Yeah, I'm I'm full of disappointments. Let me see here. Shh. Essentially, what you're saying is he plays a rich asshole that gets what he wants. Yes. Yes. Okay, so Kyle, so we stopped. We stopped for just a second to have Kyle watch a scene for, of Bill Skarsgård as uh, Marquise in John Wick Four. Do you think after watching that he would Bill Skarsgård would make a pretty darn good? Lex Luthor. Well, I mean, my opinion hasn't changed. I was thinking he was going to be great before, and I'm like, oh yeah, he, he's, yep, that's Bill Skarsgård playing a villainous character. Yep, that's about what I expected. And he's creepy, but he's also like really smart in that movie. Like with Lex Luthor's many things, we've not been given like a definitive version of Lex Luthor on the big screen. Um, they did a really good job. Um, in the Smallville TV series, but like I still don't think that we've received like a definitive version of Lex Luthor, you know, in on film, like in the movie. So, you know, I really like Gene Hackman, but Gene Hackman um, was played more comedic, and Kevin Spacey, you know, they, they, he really didn't have a lot of like. He was kind of like. I wouldn't say he was aping, like he was playing like the darkened version of Gene Hackman's version. Um, and I then, the you know, real just... estate. The real estate. <laughs> I forgot. That was the plot of the movie again. <laughs> so we're going to sell condos on this crystal island. <laughs> you, you, you would think. 20 years later, they can come up with a better plot point <laughs> than land. Um, and then Jesse Eisenberg was in BVS. And I like I have like a love-hate relationship with Jesse Eisenberg version. There's like really great sequences in there. And there's really things I'm just like, mm, I don't know about that. It seems a little kind of like the Riddler. But uh I mean, well, yeah. here's all I'll say about Jesse Eisenberg. I'm a known hater. And I would just say, whatever character he's playing, he's playing it pretty good, but it's not like Sleuther. Like I said, if he was playing like a Riddler type character, or yeah, that he he's doing pretty good at it. It's, that's not, not like Sleuther. Um, so, with that being said, you know, we rounded out, you know, those two characters. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, potential for Alex Luthor. Um, there's uh, additionally, you know, since we've been off, there's been some other uh, people cast, other actors and actresses that have been cast in Superman Legacy. And what's funny about this one is like, these were like cast like day or days before, you know, the actor strike. So let's go down the list so far. We got e is it Eddie Gathegi, who's playing Mr. Terrific. You you should know him as being, you know, killed off in uh, X-Men First Class. Like, remember? <laughs> yeah. Remember, he's like the character that doesn't die in, like, the X-Men comics, but he dies in X-Men First Class. Um, the 
what what was this character's name? So Darwin. I haven't seen that movie in so long. He was supposed to be like the the guy that could evolve to survive anything. Let me let me look. X Men. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I've no. I've like that movie has aged poorly for me. <laughs> it has. And one of the reasons because of that sequence. Yeah, he plays Darwin. Okay, cool. I I thought he was pretty good in that movie, other than the fact that butchered his character for some. But yeah, yeah, like, and it was like the the quintessential horror movie trope. <laughs> you're I'll not, say you're it. not wrong. I'll say it. All right, we need to hype up our new bad guy. What what can we make him do? I have an idea, sir. Oh lord. So, Eddie Gaffetti is I, I or Eddie Gaffetti is Mr. Terrific, and like that's like I'm glad that they're going outside the box when it comes to some of these characters. Like, it's not like it's not like the usual suspects, so to speak. You know, when it comes to you know DC properties and DC comics, like Mister yeah, Mister yeah. Terrific, that was one of the first things I thought when I saw like pretty much all of these castings. So I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you can tell James Gunn is in charge right now." <laughs> He's like, yes. who, "Who are some obscure characters that we can put in this movie?" Like, yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Well, I, it's not surprising that Mr. Terrific, you know, John Ostrander created Mr. Terrific. So, um, and you know, you know that James Gunn, when he was, you know, doing the Suicide Squad, he he really pulled, you know, pulled up his sleeves to find interesting characters from, you know, the John Ostrander book. So having Mr. Terrific in there is interesting. Like, it'll be interesting to see how that works and what that looks like. Um, and then next, we have Anthony Kerrigan, who is going to play, be playing Metamorpho. Here is where, like, definitely you see James Gunn. Um, Metamorpho. That's I mean, not a name I was expecting to see. I mean, he, like, for sure. I definitely, like, I thought, you know, like, I thought we'd see, like, Polka Dot Man again. But when I, when I saw Metamorpho, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. But if you don't know uh, who Anthony Kerrigan is, uh, he was Victor Zaz in Gotham. <laughs> did anybody actually watch Gotham? We did for a couple episodes. Um, and then he was... <laughs> He was really good in Barry. Like, if you need to see him, like, just showing off his acting chops, go watch Barry. Barry's an excellent television series, and it just wrapped up its final season. Whatever you guys do, don't watch Gotham. Watch Barry. <laughs> oh, I just, I just remember that that scene with Michael Chiklis, and like that. That suit, I'm like, what is going on? Remember when one of the villains plots was they just tied people to weather balloons? Yes. 
Oh, I I remember that. <laughs> the fuck is going on with this? So okay, and next, let me see here. We have Isabella Merced. I can't. I, I know I messed that up, but uh, she was in the live action version of Dora and the Lost City of Gold that came out a couple years ago. So Dora the Explorer, Explorer, is going to be Hot Girl, and I'm actually excited that James Gunn. Honestly, is that sounds hot. pretty good. Like Hot Girl is amazing one of the most powerful characters in the dc universe um like of all the characters that i wish that james gunn i mean there could be an opportunity but to bring over from you know black adam would be hawkman and uh you know i thought i thought hawkman in black adam was amazing and i'm glad that we are getting um like you know, hot girl, at least, you know, um, let me see here. Again, in a weird way, it almost seems like James Gunn is trying to keep the JSA in some capacity with this, uh, casting. Like he might not use the exact same characters from, but the idea might stick around. I mean, Elvis Hodge as Hawkman was pretty spot on casting. I just wish that, you know, and he was really good in it. Like with, you know, for as bad as that movie was, I think he was one of the good parts. So I'm very, very, very happy that Hot Girl is coming into it, and then, and then this one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Kyle, like, Kyle's gonna be the one to talk about this. <laughs> but we're getting a Green Green Lantern, we're getting Guy Gardner, and Kyle, we 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 share. I'm obviously, if you're listening to this, you know who it is. So. Mr. Nathan Fillion. What are your thoughts on that? So that it would not have been my first choice for Guy Gardner, but I I love me some Nathan Fillion. I pretty much love everything he's ever done. So yeah, let's get him in here. Let's have him play like a a less serious Green Lantern type character. He is going to be a gold mine of comedy. I can already. And what's interesting is like he was already in. He was already in like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, remember? but nobody remembers who he was in that movie, so it's okay. And he was wearing some green shit. Do you remember who he was in that movie? No, I've only seen that movie yeah, once. Right. Nobody, nobody cares. It, it's fine. We can recast him. <laughs> but Nathan, getting Nathan Billion. Like when it when I when it was announced, I was like, okay, you know, I knew Nathan at some point Nathan Fillion was gonna, you know, be in a DC film. I knew that at some point he was gonna be in a James Gunn directed film. I did not expect Nathan Fillion to be gonna be playing, you know, a bull, you know, having that bull cut as Guy Gardner as Green Lantern. Um, I'm for it. But when it was announced, I was a little against it because I would have preferred a different version of this. Like, I know we're getting Green Lantern Corps, but I would have liked to have seen Jon Stewart in this film instead. That, that's what's kind of... Um, that, the, the fact that, that we're getting the Green Lantern Corps is kind of what makes me more accepting of this casting. Like, yeah, 
Guy Gardner, Nathan Fillion wouldn't have been my first choice for a Green Lantern, but the fact that there's still room to have a Hal Jordan or John Stewart kind of show mm-hmm. up in that project, I'm like, okay, you know, we, we can still have like a more serious, badass type of Green Lantern elsewhere. So, you know, th- this is fine. I, I can accept it. And it, I, and it all comes down with, like, I'm obviously this version is going to be the comedic, you know, going to be the, bringing the comedic chops for, um, you know, the levity for Superman Legacy. And I saw that a lot of, there's a lot of dismay online. Like, you know, like everyone complained that BVS had all these characters in it. And, you know, they, there wasn't enough time, you know, to develop those characters in that film. I don't think that's what going to be the case with Superman Legacy. I'm not expecting I truly, these characters to be, like, mainstays that will appear in multiple. And, like, the criticism was, like, you know, like, James Gunn's just basically doing what, you know, what Zack Snyder did with Batman versus Superman. He's He has all these... He has all these different characters in it. Like, why can't he just continue what? I mean, for sure, like having Hot Girl, having Mr. Terrific, having, you know, Guy Garner in it. But I feel like there's going to be more interactions between, you know, we just got like splash page, like. Yeah, here's the big difference for me. These are like lesser characters. Not not to like demean or put them down or anything. Like these are these are lesser known characters. Are not supposed to be the A-listers that we see constantly coming into the picture. BVS introduced us to a new Batman. It brought back Henry Cavill Superman. It introduced us to a new Wonder Woman. That Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor was introduced. Like That was too much for one movie. The only had really I- big and- prominent characters we're getting here is a new Superman. Lex Luthor. Maybe one other villain. Maybe like maybe one other big main character. That's that's kind of it. Like and like, don't forget like Aquaman, the Flash. The Flash had a pretty prominent sequence in BVS. You know, you had you had with Cyborg. I don't think Cyborg was in that film. No, I um, think Flash is the only one that actually made an appearance. The others were on the the flash drive in the mm-hmm. email. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, like, and like, like to me, like, I feel like, I feel like since, like, it sounds like the way that James Gunn's going about this stuff is that, like, Superman's already been Superman. Guy Gardner's already been Green Lantern. Mr. Terrific's already been Mr. Terrific. Like, there's going to be no, like, real origin. It's basically going to be, you know, kind of like, there are a group of when, heroes that have already been around doing hero stuff. For yeah, they've already been established. They've already been around. It's kind of like we're just picking up, you know, where they are at in their hero's journey already. Where when you get into BVS, you're rehashing, you know, Bruce's parents being killed. And Bruce being, a, you know, Bruce being established, you know, in this DCEU. You know, and then, you know, introducing Wonder Woman and where she's been at. She's been in hiding for so many years. You know, it's just like it sounds like he's going the exact opposite route where these characters have already been characters. They've already been heroes. They've already been established. The world knows that they're there. They, the world knows that super the superheroes exist. 
you know, these metahumans exist. Um, so a lot of casting things that have been, you know, going on. So, um, and what's kind of interesting is there's going to be no casting for, I can't imagine that there's going to be any casting going forward, any news. I know there's a rumor going around that, you know, they, you know, that Jimmy Olsen is, you know, going to be cast, you know, at some point and they, there's already a person like attached to it, but because of the, the actor strike, I think a yeah. lot of, like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, if the person gets cast as part of the uh, union of the guild, they can't, like, have any announcements come up about that until after the show. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. And nobody associated with the guild is allowed to, like, talk or promote movies or of any kind, so. Yes. So, very interesting. Um, very interesting stuff that's going to be kind of like happening, you know, over the course of the next few months with the with the writer strike, with the actor strike, and I would like for it to be over, obviously, because I, you know, I want these, I want these things to kind of be happening again. Yeah. You know, just kind of like I'm, I'm kind of concerned that with this. With the writers and the actor strike, this is gonna this is gonna go on longer, and it's gonna really push the movies way back. So well, I mean, um, uh, these big studios only have themselves to blame. I mean, yes, Kyle, that was really dark. What you just said. <laughs> it's true, though. If just these, the, way the, the big studios could make the the strike end whenever they wanted, but they're just too greedy to do it. Oh yeah, hundred percent agree. So. I don't know. So anything else that we need to discuss? Like we really like our apologies for, you know, taking longer than usual to get a episode out. So um, I can't believe you definitely made us wait while you had life changing stuff going on. I know. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy, Kyle? That life continually moves on. Oh. Um, but yeah, like I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited for like they got they they got some really good, um, some really great actors. Like I said, it all comes down to who are you getting for Lex Luthor? Who is that character going to end up being? So Robert I don't know. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. That works too. <laughs> so that's going to be it for episode 201. What are your thoughts? We definitely want to hear from you. Definitely want to know your thoughts on the cast of the Superman. Obviously, this news is a month old. But we still would like to hear from you what your thoughts are. So make sure that you are doing those things to help support that page by interacting with us on our social media. So I know that it is not Twitter anymore. It is now called X. So make sure that you are posting and reposting on X. I know that Kyle's over the going WTF. Um, Don't but forget make sure that to you're... X on X and just I, I don't know. 
and it's called Post and Repost um, on X. You can find me on X at Batman Shanlin, and it then you can like find a all... site. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What is going on in the year 2023? It's all been downhill since 2020. Take um, me back. We have to go back. <laughs> Make sure that you're following our uh, X. I almost said Twitter again. Our X. Uh, I almost don't podcast want people to follow us on X. <laughs> Do you want to do some X? It's like I I I make content for X every day. So make sure you're doing that. That's uh Shannon on Bat. You can find Kyle on X. You can follow me on Threads at Looting. Uh, no one's on Threads anymore, Kyle. Seventy percent of their user base has already stopped using it. Um, there. It's not my fault that they haven't updated it since <laughs> releasing it. Why are you just on Twitter or not Twitter? Why aren't you just on Instagram? I am on Instagram. I don't ever see you post on Instagram because you have to include a picture, and that takes effort. Well, people want to see you on, you know, but Instagram. But taking a picture takes effort. Does it now? Anyway, so make sure that you're doing that. It's going to be it for episode 201 of Shailen on Batman. Thank you.